like like not really good. I think actually the EMA's A seasonal uh, region is the best in the world. I like uh, that. Good All right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Talk talk that talk. Like man. even even if we even <laughs> if we cut even if we cut out Latif, like like we don't even need him. Like he's Damn. just a, he's Damn. just a cherry on the top. That. Okay. Dude, okay. you don't even like, need Latif. I see how it is. everybody welcome to the tuesday show my name is james chen and i am joined today by tubaware and only tubaware how you doing sir you know we finally got rid of that jerk david and i couldn't <laughs> be happier it's about damn time the true two stars of ultra chen tv kick out the ultra and bring in the tubo yeah we've we've been planning this coup for quite some time uh, we, we're gonna be changed to uh, Tubo Chen pretty sure, pretty soon. So it's gonna be Tubo Chen TV colon generation spacing, and uh, <laughs> that's what it is. So uh, no, uh, honestly, obviously, uh, two days ago David did tweet out uh, that he did catch COVID. Um, unfortunately, all of us who have been doing our best to try to stay away from it has uh, not. Dude, it's been rough, man. Like I said, I, we saying before the show started, so many people that I know have been catching COVID who have been, you know, being very diligent about being safe about it. But thankfully, to the vaccines and due to the vaccines and stuff, most of us are being pretty, you know, like it's it's just been hitting like a really bad cold, basically. Yeah, everybody's got it. <laughs> yeah can't get away from it anymore these days we're all exhausted yeah and that's really honestly that's the whole thing right it's just like a lot of people are just like uh, and so like you're not being as careful and then one person not being as careful just spreads it to everybody so you're only as strong as your weakest link <laughs> exactly right. exactly so you look at you using old man euphemisms dude so i told you, you dude i'm old now i'm 34 jesus you're still a baby, I'm, dude. I'm like two two weeks away from retirement, man. I'm telling you're not you. Even, you're not even halfway through your 30s yet, dude. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired already. Dude, I'm already I'm more so than tired. halfway through my 40s, okay? Look, I don't want to. I can't imagine how you feel. You must just be in the ground, like like three feet already. Like that's Trust me. I'm already dead inside. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm definitely uh. already dead inside. That's how it feels right now. But uh, you know what's not dead is the Tuesday show continuing on its... Uh, what are we in? Our 10th year now? God, it doesn't even it's feel right. 11? 11th Lucky. year. We're on our 11th year right now, yeah. dude. It's crazy. And what are we talking about today? We are talking... I mean, it might be a little bit of a short day today. Obviously, we don't have David rambling to take up all of the time, <laughs> as he always does. Yeah. Talking about useful things like the law and like... The maps. Using big vocabulary words. See, now this show is going to be yeah. at the point where you'll... 
understand all of the words that we we use on the show. So there you go. You know, no more of these crazy fancy SAT. Yeah, words no more and nerds. Stuff. <laughs> yes, and anyways, we are going to talk about Combo Breaker coming up here. Then we're going to move straight into the interview with Retis of the Salt Mine League. We're going to talk about <laughs> our own Ultra Chen stuff over here, our 5 5 matchups, the viewer <laughs> matchups. Uh, what 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 is going on? What what is happening here? <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna repeat what's what Rita said in the chat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, I just got strong. it now. Very I strong. just I just got it. Uh, I just got it. And then we've got a bunch of random new stuff over here. The mailbag. Let's go ahead and start by talking about Combo Breaker. Of course, Combo Breaker being one of the biggest events. Uh, in uh, the fighting game community, one of the best events, one of the most popular events, and for the most part, if you talk, I mean, I don't even think it's kind of a debate, but I think for players themselves, the favorite event, uh, pretty much, uh, for the majority of the players in the fighting game community, of course, again, that is Combo Breaker, being run by Rick Thayer, aka the Hado who is now also in charge of EVO, too. So kind of excited about that. But uh, Combo Breaker is coming up. Combo Breaker is coming up. And uh, registration has ended. So it has. It if has. you haven't registered yet, <laughs> shit out of luck, dude. That's the way it works. So. Correct. Uh, but the key thing is that uh, Combo Breaker Twitter just tweeted out their registration numbers and these registration numbers are pretty the biggest crazy. Yet. What's the that? Biggest yet. The biggest yet overall. The biggest yet and Guilty Gear Strive has broken the record for the most entrance at a combo breaker ever. Yes. Uh, I'd like to point out that Guilty Gear Strive, that tournament alone, has more people in it than the entirety of Combo Breaker 2015. Are you serious? A dead ass serious, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy, dude. That's you know, wild. Right? I mean, anybody who tries to tell you that the the FGC hasn't grown over the past ten years is blind. Yeah. They're just they're living under a rock. They're lying to you. And, and someone else I saw pointed out, which is really interesting. Secondly, I want to point out that KOF 15 with 621 entrants. I'm really impressed by that. I, I was surprised by having that many entrants. But, you know, with Tekken 7 at 560 and Street Fighter at 440, Street Fighter here down in fourth place. But if you take the you Street, know, Street if Fighter you, players, you had a real opportunity here. Just 20 less of you. 20 less of you. And you could have had the best number for a tournament. Why? <laughs> why? Well, you, you the reason 20, why... All 20 the, of you, you left 20, it's your fault. The reason why is because they wanted to make sure that the entrance numbers for Street Fighter 4 and yeah. KOF 15 added together yeah. are the exact same as Guilty Gear Strive. Are they really? Yes. No matter Literally, wild. if you add KOF 15 and Street Fighter 4, the second and fourth place game, they are the same as the first place game. So again, really crazy out here uh, seeing this, uh, seeing these numbers for Combo Breaker. In uh, did I say Street Fighter 4? Street Fighter 5? Sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> you know. 
Street Fighter 4 should have those numbers. Uh, disagree. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, again, Strive. I mean, look, for all the complaints that I know a lot of people have had about Strive, about it being a new game to try to fight, you know, the legacy knowledge, etc., etc., and... I mean, look at it, dude. This game is... I mean, I know the EVO Twitter account also tweeted out that Guilty Gear was leading the EVO registration numbers as well. You know, whatever it was that Daisuke and them were all setting out to do seems to be working because uh, Guilty Gear Strive here with some massive numbers. And I don't know, obviously you've been, you know, working close with Rick at Combo Breaker and stuff before. Like, mm -hmm. how much does this surprise you to have it be over a thousand? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. No, I, it, it probably, it's probably, probably surprises Rick more than surprises me, to be honest. Every year, every year, Rick and I have uh, an argument where Rick goes, we're never going to sell out. Where is, is the numbers, the numbers. And I go, Rick, it's the best event. Everything's going to sell out. And then I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know rick rick is probably the guy to like lowball everything and i'm just like it's the best event everything's gonna sell out no worries we're good it's fine it'll all work out Dude. so yeah like, it doesn't surprise me that guilty gear is has that many numbers the only thing that makes it a little bit surprising is guilty gear strive is almost a year old right and it's not slowing down usually this is the point where games that if they're gonna take a dip this is where they would take that dip they'd have like a really, really big event at some point, and then the numbers would come down, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's happening. Guilty Gear Strive just keeps getting bigger. Well, I mean, uh, Redis in, in the chat actually has a really good point. Uh, I mean, save your good points for the interview, man. Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, he basically says Strive has not had a big offline tournament yet. So, well, you know, and it, I, I would argue the Frosty Faustings was. Yeah, uh, that's first true. Big one. It's true. And yeah. I mean, like, it's the anime event. So, like, even if the numbers aren't as big as Combo Breaker, the comp overall level of competition is probably just as high. Yeah. Everybody goes to Frosties if you're a serious, you know, Guilty Gear Guilty player. Gear. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, again, you know, what's interesting about that, I mean, you know, talking about Guilty Gear Strive, I know I've been on this whole warpath of talking about like games appealing to players and you know strive is one of the games that i feel like has been doing an excellent job on that and i feel like that is helping contribute to this you know regardless of whether or not you enjoy the way the game plays and, and such you know or if you you know oh god it's so bad compared to old guilty gear or whatever you know i i feel like it's doing a lot of things right yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I we both like the game, so there's, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, you know, I like, we, of course, like we we think they're doing things right, but yeah, I agree that the numbers are showing it competitively at least. Uh, and if you look at the game online, I mean, I I don't play it on PS4 or PS5, but on PC, all the lobbies are are full. Like, it's not like the online play is dead either. Yeah. So it's like it's it's <laughs> everywhere. Actually, if you want to play. I have heard that on the PS, on the PlayStation platform, the online is pretty dead. I've actually yep. heard that it's like all on PC. On PC, it's definitely not. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Because I even had a friend hit me up at one point and was like, dang, I'm not finding anybody anymore in any of my lobbies, you know? And I think they're a PlayStation player, so there you go. Well... You know, don't forget that uh, crossplay is coming very soon, <laughs> so it won't even really matter, right? Like, yeah, it'll, I mean, it'll just be one lobby at, at that point. So all the PlayStation players will probably start playing again, right? Because now the yeah. other people can play against. 
So again, yeah, I just I don't think this game is slowing down. I'm looking forward to the patch, uh, you know, in season two, and I, I think most people are. Like it's it's kind of like the it fighting game right now. It's the the Street Fighter if this was you know six years right, ago. It's the Tekken exactly. if this was three years ago. It's it's the it fighting game. It's what's hot right now. And and you know. Let's move on to the, the the second place game, King of Fighters 15, with 621 yeah. entrants. That's I the mean, biggest KOF tournament that's not at Evo, right? <laughs> probably. I'm pretty and, uh, sure. I'm pretty sure that's the that's the the number. It would probably be bigger if their matchmaking worked. But you know, I'm just saying. You know, I know a lot of people who've quit the game because of the matchmaking, but it's just it, ugh. rough out there, man. <sighs> SNK's got to get on the ball with their lobby stuff and net code fixing but i mean the other interesting thing was you saw rick's tweet about uh kof 15 at combo breaker they I said didn't. they said he tweeted out he said we've discussed it and given the scope of the patch that's coming out oh, like, tweet, like yes, two weeks or one week before actually it's gonna be like it's coming out in like a week but like uh oops i totally spelled things wrong didn't i so things things not banned oh jeez. i mean I people try to let you know but yeah but i i'm i'm old and i don't pay attention enough very well anymore these days you have to like throw bells and whistles in my face to to see All it right. so but so, yeah KOF Pat. they're out letting it rock and they're gonna let the three brand new characters normally the the the, the thing that we normally do at fighting game tournaments is just let you know usually if it comes out like two weeks before an event we ban them for the event but yeah. apparently team south town is uh allowed going to be playable they are in the tournament so so when rick says the scope of the patch do you think that means everything is changing or that means basically <laughs> nothing is changing because it has to mean one of those two right uh i it think has to, it has to be either so minute that it doesn't really matter for balance <laughs> or it's so big that everybody's going to be so lost that everybody's on the same footing, right? It has yeah. to be one of those two. I'm I'm guessing that it's the second. I'm actually it's, guessing it's a big patch, a big boy. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was in particular the way that he stated it. I'm trying to find the tweet right now because I know I retweeted it, and it was just the wording that he used for it that sounded particularly. Uh, let me see. Uh, God, how far back was this? Holy crap. I thought this was pretty recent, but I guess so, man, time is a circle and it doesn't dude. make sense. Right. right? Et cetera, et cetera. Oh, uh, God. Why can't I find this tweet? Somebody has the tweet in the chat, can put it in oh, here. I'll, I'll find it for you, James. Don't worry. I know Rick tweeted it himself directly. I should have pulled this ahead of time here. Also, I just, I tweet way too freaking much, so, you know. Um, he tweeted it in 2021. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm starting to give up at this. Oh, here we go. Uh, no, that's not it. Jesus, what is my problem, dude? I cannot. Oh yeah, he, Rick is the one who tweeted that. By the way, GGST alone is more registrants than CB 
of 2015 had total players registered. So oh, he I, was. I did, not, I did not make that up. Okay, okay, got it, got it. So, yeah, here we go. So, Rick says, due to our understanding of the scale of this month's balance patch and our desire to ensure players can practice effectively until the moment the tournament begins, both the patch and Team Southtown will be tournament legal. So, what this sounds like to me, the reason why it feels like it's going to be a big, big change is because the way that he says he wants to ensure players can practice effectively. Because if it was a small change, then, you know, you can play the new patch, jump back to the old one, whatever, for the tournament, fine, whatever. But the way that he states it feels like you're going to put people into this perpetual, like this weird state of like, do I update my machine? Oh no, it updated. I can't practice for combo breaker, you know, kind of thing. And so it sounds like to me by the verbiage that it's going to be a significant patch, which will be fun because at least, I mean, another character may turn out to be just as bad, but you know, hopefully then we won't get the influx of nothing but, you know, Ralph's, Vanessa's, and Gato's at <laughs> Combo Breaker. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can't you can't nerf Vanessa. That's mommy. Is you that just, just is best. that the rule? <laughs> yeah, she has to be the best. Dude, you and Justin need to go inform this Vanessa club over here, dude. Uh... Dude, she's cool too. Like, she's such a dope character. <laughs> you could put you could put like whatever character model you want on that character design. I don't think it's cool as shit. Just it could be a giant kangaroo or a chicken or I don't care. It's just like that character design is dope. Just the way that she fights, you mean? Like her yeah, moveset yeah, and stuff? Yeah, like like she fights like a real boxer, like the way she right. tick tick tick. I mean it's funny too because like uh you know, Olaf is always pointing out in Fatal Fury games there's a character named Rick Stroud who is like the Indian boxer and uh his moveset is surprisingly similar to Vanessa's, so it's almost like they were going to put him into Fatal Fury, and then they were like, wait, what if we put another waifu into the game instead? Yeah. <laughs> so what if, what, if, what if it was that character, but hot? Right, exactly. So, you know, might have been a thing, so there you go. Yeah, yeah she stole all of his moves. I mean, she's a mom, right? She has a kid and everything. And I always joke that maybe secretly Rick Stroud is her husband, you know, and he taught her <laughs> a lot of those moves. So, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. Dude, we're getting the we're getting the spicy stuff in the chat today. I know, here, man. Dude. Jesus. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, going back again, obviously, to these numbers, though. I mean, it's just re- is, 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 is BH Brawl Holla? That is Brawlhalla. It's not associated with uh, Ubisoft or Blue Mammoth games, though. So right, there's no pot yeah, bonuses yeah. or anything like that. It's not part of their, their you know, league schedule or anything like that. Right, so that's right. probably why it doesn't have many entrants. And what is TMNT Cross JL? Do you really not know? Is Turn- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cross the Justice League? The Justice League. Yeah, you really don't know about that game? How old that's, is that's this a, game? That, that's a fan-made game. That has a a tag system, just like uh, MVCI, basically, uh, and it has like a complete you know custom roster of Ninja Turtles characters and Justice League characters and villains. This is where I watch my da- parents die, Raphael. The game, basically. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, overall, dude. the numbers are really impressive here, and it seems like everybody wants back in here. Uh, everybody wants to play Melty Blood here with 250 engines, Dragon Ball still with 230. Love to see that almost 200 players coming out for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So, again, uh, really impressive, and can't wait to see how Combo Breaker is gonna go, dude. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun event. Yeah, I mean for sure. It'll be cool to see everyone and stuff. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty worried about COVID, but what can you do at this point? Dude, we were talking before the show. We were just, I mean, we're both kind of like at this point, we're like, we hope our COVID isn't bad when we catch it. You know, like, that's yeah, just I mean, kind of how it, it it's just kind of how it feels at this point in time. So, ugh. But yep. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what some of these games are. BRX is Bloody Roar X, right? Yeah, it's Bloody Roar. And then S N A S B is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. Yes. Okay. Okay. There you go. Those are the ones that I was confused of. And of course, there's Mist. You know that 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 old school game with the really cool graphics that has uh, that's really gonna, cool that competitive graphics. the competitive game. No, it's the mystery tournament. Miss Speedrunner tournament. Yeah. Mystery. Oh man, here we go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cross Justice League is a fan game developed on Mugen. By Kamikaze and finished on 2020. The game mashes up the Super Nintendo versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Tournament Fighters, and Justice League Task Force into it. Dude, Justice League Task Force, if that's the game that I'm thinking of that was on the Super Nintendo, that game was awful. It is that game. They just use the sprites, though. Yeah, because that game didn't have any buffering. The game was just like really, it was real really, bad. It was really bad. So yeah, it was real bad. But uh, yeah, they just used the 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 sprites, the animations. Okay. Other okay. than that, it's it's their own. That's their fair. own game. <laughs> uh, but again, uh, combo breakers coming up in what two and a half weeks now. And, yeah, Memorial uh, Day weekend. That Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Man, okay. Oh, speaking of, we are going to have Rick on as our guest next week. That's right. Uh, talk about Combo Breaker, and he'll tell you guys all about you know Ninja Turtles and, and everything Combo Breaker. So if you guys have any questions, uh, hit us up on Twitter at TV or you know in the YouTube comments. Uh, you know, Hit us with questions as well. You, you can use our Discord. Anywhere you find us, ask questions for Rick, and uh, we'll, we'll ask them if we have time and if they're appropriate. Yep, exactly, exactly. So... All righty. Uh, that's all I've got for Combo Breaker. Uh, do we just want to move on to interview with Redis? Let's he get says, Redis in here, yeah. I know Redis he's sleepy. He said he's nervous because we're going to grill him about all the really, yeah. really hard-hitting questions like why he's the Salt Mine League and not the, the Peppermint League or something like that. So... We'll see what he actually has to say about that. But uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will have Redis of the Salt Mine League all the way from Germany on the stream. Be right back, guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. We're going to be moving on to our interview here. Today, we have a, a special honor of being joined all the way from Germany 
in the EU is Mr. Redis of the Salt Mine League. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a little bit a little bit late or early. You're <laughs> <laughs> looking at it, but uh, yeah, it's currently 3 a.m. here, so I, have, uh, I actually did sleep two hours. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, and I'm honored to be here today. Uh, honor is all ours, man. Thank you so much for being up at this ridiculous hour to <laughs> hang out with us for a bit. And 3 a.m. your it. time. Uh, but yeah, again, what is time anymore these days, right? So, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, you know, for those people who aren't familiar with you, obviously you're running the Salt Mine League. We'll get into the Salt Mine League details in a little bit. But usually before we get into those kind of, that kind of conversation here, we usually just try to find out how did you get into fighting games even in the first place like what drew you in particular into fighting games so that now you're this uh major to in the eu you know so this is actually a funny story like um like pretty much everyone like i played street fighter 2 on street uh super nintendo child but then like and mortal kombat and all these old fighting games right mm-hmm. and then I completely dropped out of it. Like I didn't play, didn't play fighting games at all. Like, and then I someday I was like, I, I saw C- Street Fighter Five on Twitch actually, and I was like, wow, this game series still exists. Like I, I, I know I like I was knowing like Street Fighter Four. I watched a little bit of it, but I never liked Street Fighter Four. So Street Fighter Four could never have brought me into how dare into you fighting games <laughs> yeah <laughs> see smart nah, see, sorry sorry i just you. didn't I, I i just think it looks bad it played bad like i didn't like it like if if somebody else likes cool but it wasn't for me <laughs> and, and then <laughs> and then i was what actually so so actually arturo brought me in like the first oh. i was looking i was looking up streams Okay. I tuned in into some random the first the first stream I saw there was Arturo and I didn't even know who this guy was <laughs> at that time. Like I watched actually him playing Street Fighter V and then I was like, hey this game actually looks cool. So I, I started playing Street Fighter V like uh I didn't know there was a community uh, a scene going on. Like I, I just played uh, I just played a little bit. And um, then I, I, I started searching, where can I find, like, is there a community, something? Like, I start, started searching for, for German people, if, there, if there's anything around there. And then I got into the, the German community, and from there it's, it started going, yeah. So actually, okay. thank you very much to Arturo. <laughs> like, I watched the stream then from there every day, like, uh, for a really long time. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy because, cool. like, you, you, like I said, currently you're running Salt Mine League, which is, like, one of the biggest European events for Street Fighter V. And you said that yeah. you've just kind of gotten into, you know, I mean, obviously you said, I mean, 
when you used to play Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat back in the days, like, how competitive were you? Was it something that, like, you were really, really into, or were you just kind of just playing it casually? I just, I mean, I was a child, so I just casually played it. Right. Like, I'm, I'm 36 now, so I was, I was a child back then. I mean, my first Street Fighter actually was Street Fighter 1 on C64, but this game sucks. <laughs> this game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay so like once you started watching Arturo stream and you started learning about you know the the FGC and stuff did you yeah. get into competing did you get to the point where you started going to events um, or try to like you know visit did you travel to any of like the the, the big EU tournaments like Celtic Throwdown or anything like that no I, I didn't I only traveled to some small to some small events in Germany Germany, like the the first really big I, big event I traveled to was actually uh, EGX in London 2019. So okay. this was my and before that I I actually uh, helped working on CP, uh, CPT event in Cologne, uh, in okay. Germany. Okay. The, the the Fight Club anyway. Uh, Shoutouts to this guy, <laughs> uh, guys. And yeah, Fasa was also uh, he actually brought me into into the team. So Fasa, oh, the European player, if you if you know yeah, him, yeah. the the V Trigger two only only tackle gorilla. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ne neutral overrated, right? Neutral <laughs> overrated, which is outdated. Long activated, V Trigger two activated. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, now. Okay, so I mean, like I said, so were you part of the uh, the the wh which was the tournament that you helped out in Germany uh, that Fasa got you in on, like uh, fight fight club, uh, fight club. It was so, part of uh, CP, CPT, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, were you competing at the time? And then, how did that transition go from you just like, hey, I like fighting games too? I should run a European league that runs multiple <laughs> weeks long and I collect points and I'm going to get St. Cola and James Chen to guess, co commentate <laughs> on, like, how did that even get to that point, you know? So, so the thing is, Saltman, Saltman actually ex existed before this, like, there's mm -hmm. a, a small, so I, I don't know, I don't even know the entire story, how, how it came up. <laughs> I, only, I only know, like, at the beginning, it was like a small WhatsApp group for Street Fighter 4 or something called Salzmine, which is salt mine mm -hmm. in English. So this is, <laughs> this is how it started, right? Okay. And then later it, it transitioned into, uh, like, when Street Fighter 5 came up, it, it transitioned into, like, a project to teach people how to play Street Fighter V and like a little bit later I became part of the uh, German FTC and somehow I, I got into the team and we, we made a little bit a little bit uh, a lead, like a lead, we had a league system and something it was only for German people during during uh, during that part we did German commentary and like the, the entire league system uh, everything was only only for Germans, and then later the the people dropped out of the team. Like the the last uh, people who usually did it uh, dropped out, and it transitioned. So everything transitioned to me. <laughs> and yeah, then I continued to to do the league, but 
the, the German the Germans dropped out, so I decided like, let's try. We then we changed the league system to what it is now. So okay, um, at the start it was uh, eight 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 weeks. So um, and now we are eleven weeks per season, right? Dang. And um, we did a, like a test run with only Germans. I I had the idea idea of my mind. I want to. I want to uh, showcase the Europeans more, like mm -hmm. not only the Germans, but like the entirety of Europe. I I'm, I still think the Europeans don't get enough credit, and mm -hmm. um, that that was my goal, like show, showcasing the people. So we did one one last German season. This was season one, and from there we did go on with the first uh, EU season. Now we are into season fourteen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are 14. <laughs> yeah, we, are we also started building your strife. We are in uh, the third oh. season, third season for building your strife. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, I mean, look, it's hard to build up like little communities or, you know, online tournaments like this. But, I mean, we've just had you know, the, the, the UK-Ireland tournament CPT that just took place, which was won by the four Phils, right? And yeah, Phil has I love, been... I love... Sorry, sorry. No, go no, on. go ahead, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead. No, I, I love... Uh, I actually love watching these people getting better over time. Like, uh, for example, Reichmann's Barnet, the four Phils, yeah. and so many people who entered entered over time, started entering mm -hmm. over time and become... That, that's what I That's what I want, like showcase showcasing these people and watching i i always enjoyed watching uh watching more over playing like watching and organizing <laughs> stuff is that what i want to do i don't even enjoy playing that much like that's why i yeah it's stress <laughs> no not not only because of that like i was never i was never like hey I, I i did enter tournaments but i was like no i'm actually i'm actually what i want to run these tournaments like this so you're like the you're like the kid that doesn't want to be on the sports team. They want to take all the stats and write down all the stats and, and get all the players organized. Exactly, like that's yeah. that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I mean, I did something similar before for other games like Counter Strike. And oh, okay, okay. I, all right. I so, okay, yeah. Yeah, I organized offline LAN parties uh, in my my earlier days. Cool. I mean, the thing is like. You have Problem X playing in your tournament. You have, you know, like I said, the current CPT champion. And, and in fact, maybe a lot of the credit goes to him being able to play in Salt Mine League so often. You know, you have Hurricane. You have, you've had Mr. Crimson on your, like, you yeah. have, like, the, the who's best. who. Like, this is, like, literally the who's the, the who. Best, the best in Europe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for, for Strive for EMA, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you what you've got like Latif and everybody playing in your in your salt mine league right now. Latif actually doesn't enter online tournaments that much. I mean, oh, he played okay. when we uh, when we hosted, uh, we did the Arc Revo events for for Bandai, and that, then he entered, but he usually doesn't enter that okay. much uh, online but online events. How did that come about? Like, how long did that take after you took over and you're like, you know what? I'm opening it to all of EU. Was it like first week? Problem X is like, yo, I'm in there. No, I'm taking no, the salt wasn't. mine league, right? Like, how yeah, did you get? Like this. How did no, you get to that like point? That. You know, 
like uh, it was a process. I think I really, uh, like over time we got at, at the beginning we had uh, many and like it never dropped really. Like we always had between fifty and one hundred entrants from the, from the start. Okay. Like it never it never dropped really. Like it always was like a player. Some players disappeared, and other players came came into into the league. Like sure. and. I think over time it was like um, there, there was more and more guys in the UK and in France, and so they said, "Hey, enter this tournament. He actually runs your. We, this guy actually runs a a good a good online tournament. I mean, online is what it is. Like mm-hmm. you can you can change the netcode or something, but this this guys actually do a good job. Yeah." That's what what people told me. That's that's a big compliment because as someone who's ran both online and offline brackets, running the online ones are harder. It's <laughs> dude, it's it's running online tournaments is rough. Yeah, that's true. True, sometimes. But I mean, uh, like I never had, I actually never had that much that much issues. Like the the European scene is overall very nice. Man, I Americans mean, I, are I not. Really... I promise you. <laughs> We're a bunch of assholes. We, we come. We, we actually come to that later. I sold. I sold my soul for something. But um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> no, we're I going to that now. We're going later. to this now. We're going to this now. What did you sell your soul on here? You can't okay. just drop that and change the subject okay. here. Okay, okay. <laughs> I actually, we had this evil fundraiser, uh, fundraiser goal for this season. For uh, oh, okay. Um, for Guilty Gear's Drive and mm-hmm. Street Fighter Five, so we actually sent we we said if we get to three K, um, we sent the winner of Sword Man, of this Swordman League Street Fighter Five and um, Guilty Gear's Drive season to Evo twenty twenty two. Uh huh. And I said if we reach the three K, I will actually organize uh, Swordman League NA East Coast, and we got <laughs> this to the three K. I'm actually I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah, you are. I I ask, I actually did ask Spooky and Arturo if they if they give me the blessing because I know um, I didn't want to step on any anyone's oh, of course, of course. So it was important to me um, to ask the chief, these people if they are fine with it uh, because I I know um, NBC is not a thing anymore online currently. Mm-hmm. So I said yeah. Um, if we get to the goal, I, I do it. I get a team. I, I get a team together. Yeah, and we actually will win a Swordman League and a East Coast season. See, it's called come cool. for full circle, right? You got into this because of Arturo, and now you're slapping his event down with your own <laughs> no, event by taking over. No, just kidding. <laughs> Hold on, this is bad news, man. <laughs> oh man, uh, get out I, of the way, Art. Like. Obviously, the pandemic has made it so these online tournaments are, are are much bigger and much more important, right? Was that a major factor in you deciding to do this? Was the pandemic, or you've been doing Salt Mine League even b- online no, before it, the it pandemic? Was, uh, we we did Salt Mine League long before the pandemic. Yeah. like it started in okay. two thousand late early two thousand seventeen. I got part of the team. And from there, it always was a thing. Like it was a thing for Germans, and then later it became a thing for Europe. And from there, it did grow up, and more and more people said, "Hey, this guy is doing a good job." And then, like suddenly, the the more 
the more better players and the pro players uh, started entering as well. Even we, it was never really about prize money. We we don't have big prize pools or something. That's not like sometimes we get a. It's actually hard to get sponsors and sponsors yeah. in Europe. Yeah, and it's hard to get sponsors anywhere. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I I, lose, <laughs> I I actually lose money with Swordman League every weekend. Like, <sighs> I, I'm only doing this as my hobby. I I lose money every every single weekend with with, with running these events because I put most of the uh, I put most of the uh, money into the into the prize pool. Right. But the community is helping a lot. Like we got to the three K goal, for example. This is this is amazing. So we can actually send out players to Evo. I think this is amazing. So cool. Yeah, it's Ama cool. amazing thing. Like I I want these guys to to do some damage at, at Evo. And I mean, do you have do you have like a Patreon? Do you have a, a, any sort of like place where people can just donate to help you out we have uh, we have like a like we use matcherino for example <laughs> and uh other than that we just have normal donate like if people want to support us they can just donate money and nice that's, okay that's pretty much all we all we do yeah or give us a sub or whatever yeah I mean, one of the cool things about this, and you know, I, I always ask these kind of leading questions and I just want to hear some guy pop off at one point in time. But, you know, <laughs> obviously you have been running Salt Mine League for a while and, you know, you didn't know it was going to basically prepare people for the pandemic age. But, you know, I for Phil's, I feel like he was starting to come up from Salt Mine League. That's like where a lot of people were first starting to hear about, you know. How much credit do you give to the Salt Mine League for Four Phil's win this past weekend at CP2 EU? Did you guys create a monster? Is this all you're doing here? No, no it's not all my doing. Man, like, come on. No, no. I'm a nice guy. It's not all my doing. Like this, this guy, this guy showed showed up every single every single week. Like. Right now, I know he's more of a content creator, so he, he doesn't enter that much anymore. But I mean, he played like how many seasons, like six seasons or seven seasons. Like this guy showed up every single weekend. He grinded a lot and he, he entered every single tournament there was there, like uh, Muscle Noobs events and some, some, other, some other events as well. And this guy did a did a lot of work. Like he he also entered uh, offline events like EGX 2019 in London, and he, he like he improved he improved over. I, I clearly the tournament tournaments helped him and prepared him. For yeah, that. damn straight. <laughs> See, but there you go. There you it's go. True. Like it's true. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people actually, I think, don't get how important online tournaments are. Mm -hmm. Like people. If you if you if you enter tournaments, even if you're playing from home, it prepares you for a real for like the offline events as well for mm -hmm. for all the stuff like for the the competitive part of it. Like, and I see a lot of players who actually did go zero and two, zero and two. They started getting one and two, and then two and two, and then they made it into top. 32 and then top 16 and top eight like ricky matt's barnett for example mm -hmm. uh, and, and and other people and i i i love this i love to see uh to see that i think online pe tournaments are a good way to 
to help these people, give them a platform to compete against each other. And a lot of people actually can't can't travel. Like there are people who can't travel to to offline events, and they they also want to have this uh, competitive uh, grind and so on. And, yeah, I mean yeah. for. For those people who aren't aware, Recommends Barnett was the uh, Manat player who won CPT, the Nordic region, last year yes. over Phenom. You know, I mean, it's just not like... Yes. <laughs> so, and I know him back from the day he started entering in Season 2 and we are now in Season 14. Dang. He even had a different different name there back then and he was like... <laughs> yeah, he always was good, but not, not as good as he is now. So. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you, obviously you said you're losing money on this every week. It's not, like, your main job or something. But, I mean, no. if, if you had the opportunity, like, if you found a way to make this so that, you know, your Twitch subs or whatever, you know, are helping, is this something that you'd like to look into? Maybe turn Salt Mine League into a, a big offline event? You know, I mean, what are the plans and the I goals? Mean, I mean, if I get if I get the money, I actually would do sort my sort my offline event. Like for sure, I, I never was like I never was like I want to do this to make money. This was this was never never my goal for real. Like I just wish we would make enough money that we don't lose money. <laughs> that would be yeah, that would be fair. that. I mean, we have we have. Uh, between 300 and 600 viewers every week, so this actually helps a lot. And uh, pro players entering our events helps a lot. Since then, it got better, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, as a, as a tournament organizer, it's hard. Like even even back then, when we did the CPT offline, it was not about getting any money. It was like being even at the end of the event, like a lot, even offline TR, doesn't matter if it's online or offline, a lot of the tournament organizers are like, hey, uh, we need to look that we at least uh, don't lose money on events. There's not <laughs> much money, there's not, there's really not much money into into running, into running fighting game tournaments or events or anything. There's, there's nothing in there. I wish I could pay. I could pay James Chen for commentating, for example. Like I just can't. Like there's no money in there. Well, now I, you know just... the reason why I never come back anymore. Yeah, that's kidding. true, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, I wish I wish I could give my 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 amazing stuff team in the background some. Right. Like this is this is something this is something I wish I could do. Like giving the commentators a little bit. It's not about me. Giving the commentators a little bit. Giving the amazing my amazing team, it's not right. only me, right? I, I don't want any money. Uh, I just want to give something to the commentators, to the stuff behind there, but this is not even, this is possible right now. Right. So. And, and it's, you know, this is important kind of a thing to talk about because you being a TO here, this is where a lot of the TOs I feel like come from, right? Most of them, they only want the money so they can pay everybody else, you know, because they're doing this yeah. because they just love it and they just want to make sure everybody, you know, it's for the passion, it's for the hobby. And, you know, it's yeah. so, like, I feel like the most successful TOs, like the online local guys, you know, who, who run... Yeah. The events in in the U.S. and you guys there doing the Salt Mine League, I mean, it is a lot just about that, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, did a, I did a poll recently about uh, asking if people are willing to pay one, one euro for entering our event. One, one euro. And, people right. and a lot of people actually replied with no because of economic reasons. Oh, interesting. So, interesting. Yeah, this is... Um, I mean, the, the word still was like 60% yes. And 40% and like 10% mm -hmm. uh, was like, yeah, we would pay even more. And the rest was no. So it was like 25% no, okay. 25% okay. to 30% no. And also I was like, if so many people not even willing to pay one euro to support <laughs> our events, then, and I lose this many players, I'm not going to do it. Like right, I don't, right. I don't want to lose twenty five percent of my, of the people, and if right. they if they can't or or don't want to spend a, a euro, then I'm I'm not doing it. But right. I was into, I was I was really interested if people are will are, are willing to to pay money to online to enter online events, and there was a big discussion on Twitter uh, that TOs should start getting doing this like even online online tos should start doing uh demanding entry fees for the for the event but it's super hard to implement right uh, i mean in the us the reason why we don't have entry fees for tournaments is because it's illegal in like seven states and so like we would then literally have to just deny seven states from being able to enter yeah. any of our stuff so <laughs> oh man yeah, but, yeah, it's uh, rough. But yeah, I mean, are you guys, this? you guys have expanded on to Guilty Gear now. Are you guys yes. thinking of even expanding even further, like maybe doing a KOF or you know yeah, DNF duel when it comes out? The the issue the issue is my time is limited at some points. Like I'm I'm already running two events and I'm also working on uh, like I over Saltman League I got into. King Aggie's in chat right now. <laughs> I, I I learned King Aggie brought me into the team for ICFC mm -hmm. and for for other like doing Agri. I'm TO I did TO Agriro. I did TO uh, Evo online last year, and now I'm uh, the head admin for CPT uh, EU online in Middle Dang. East. Dang. So that's what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to Aggie man, he's a, he's a real friend and a good guy. Yeah. I, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about these ICFC EU guys, man. I don't know if I would ever work for them, dude. I mean, seriously, <laughs> they're all shady people. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, I helped with the ICFC Guilty Gear stuff. So yeah, yeah. TOC EU, as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's how I got into into t actually TOing more more events for like bigger events, Evo, CPT, and all the other stuff. So I'm now, I'm really happy where I am right now. Like, that's awesome. Running other events cool. as well. So that's <laughs> that's why my my time is limited, and it's always come to the to the I need dedicated people and people I can mm -hmm. trust handling over the stream and doing all sure. this stuff. This is the this is the like it. it it's easy to say, hey, we run a turn. Like everyone can just turn on the stream and run a, 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 a tournament like one time. Like some big, some big people do a tournament. 
and but but it's hard to do it consistently with the like the same same production and and, and like yeah, we doing it dedicated go. over weeks, over <laughs> months, over years. Yeah, and this, this is <laughs> this is the people I need to do more more games. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, I've no. always told people like you run, you feel like this would be a cool idea, and like week one you're like that was cool, and then week two you're like I never want to do this again, and then week three you're like I don't even want to get out of bed exactly anymore. This. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, yeah, it, there's so many moving parts to an event like this. You know, I remember when I first tried to run a tournament on my stream, like I could barely do it, and I had. You know, an, an old friend of mine who just learned how to do everything in Smash GG so that he could help me, uh, you know, run the event. I think he's in the chat right now, too. So, you know, it's just it's so hard to do these things because I was trying to, like, do the stream and commentate and answer questions and discord and all this stuff. And oof, it is it's it's an uh, it's a what was the unenviable task it's one of those like no rewards you get no rewards for it i swear my <laughs> my my reward is my my personal reward is actually seeing these players become better and i mean look at some of them where where they are now like four fields recommends barnet um and, and many many others like they are they are improved so my ending walker like this guy is only 15 right and there's already I mean, it's already the best ad player in the world killer. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he he's the future like and yeah this this is what that that is uh what makes me happy this is this is what i want i want i want to give um the emea season emea region and region uh, i want to show showcase them so more people more people watch them more people talk about them yeah this this is what i want like i i enjoy watching this <laughs> this people play so i mean are you so i mean just to let everybody know like where can they f like what's your twitch channel like what is yeah, the plug, twitter plug all your stuff man where can people find you where can they <laughs> give you guys money everything so I mean you can you can wait either side other side you can see the right uh, right there yep, <laughs> there you go nailed it. <laughs> uh, this is where this is where can you where you can find me from there it's easy to find uh, Saltman League on Twitter um, Saltman League on YouTube or Saltman League on Twitch mm -hmm. and we run tournaments every Saturday at 5 p.m. Uh, CST. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Saturdays is uh, Guilty Gear Strive and Sundays is Street Fighter Five. And yeah, that's just, that is where you can find us. And if you if you live in Europe or the EMEA region, you can just uh, join our Discord uh, and, and enter our tournaments if you if you want to. Yeah. And you guys are, are are pretty much the biggest event, like online event in EU, right? Like, yeah, I, I I actually think not only in EU. Like, I I honestly believe that that we maybe like NBC is not a thing anymore. I I actually think we are, in terms of participants, we are actually the biggest one right online wow. right now for Strive. That's sick. Yeah, no, that's especially yeah, like you said, with with a with a NLBC going down with the online stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And so, again, 
I mentioned it earlier, but you guys got the best of the best playing in this. You know, if you've got Problem X and Mr. Crimson and Hurricane and, you know, now... On you know, Strike, uh, I, I can't... Like, we could, we could talk about this. Like, so many so many good players. Ending Walker, Recommends Barnett, The Fourfields, yeah. uh, Browski, Muscle Noob. Fass is like, okay. Uh, He's all right. Uh, I mean. Fass is decent. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like, like and, and in Guilty Gear, Zando, Tiger Pop. Uh, uh, so, so many, so many good right. sin. So many, so many good. Don't, let, don't forget about us. We have so we have a really, really good, uh, uh, good, good gear scene over here. Uh, like, like not really good. I think actually the EMA's A seasonal uh, region is the best in the world. I like uh, that. All right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Talk, talk that talk. Like, like man, even, even if we, even <laughs> if we cut, even if we cut out Latif, like, like we don't even need him. Like he's just cherry on the top. Okay. Dude, you don't even need Latif. I see how it is. The gauntlet has been thrown. Let's go. (laughs) Any of your boys coming to combo breaker? Uh um I think um Zando is going to combo breaker, the the ramp player from Israel. Okay, okay. All right, I'll be on the lookout then. (laughs) Better do. No, I mean, I definitely at one of the recent uh, U.S. Guilty Gear events, you know, I heard them talking like maybe something will go down at uh, at Evo. You know, we may have a U.S. versus EU kind of a, a throwdown in Guilty Gear Strive. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. We need to continue the re- history in Street Fighter V that uh, NA never won an Evo Street Fighter V. Oh. So it's either it needs to be an Asian or a European. So we sent one more European all over there to make it happen. You know. <laughs> all right, we're done with you. We're no, no, get <laughs> out of here. Oh man, no, that's awesome. Uh, again, uh, I always ask everybody this question, but uh, you know, where did where did the handle Redis come from? You know, I always like to find the history of uh, everything. So. So my name actually was the name of my first dog. Is the name of my first dog I had. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Not, yeah. No. <laughs> this is pretty much it. Yeah. My heart. My heart. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's awesome. Oh, what a yeah, great way to you. honor the memory of your dog, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I always uh, I was like when I got the uh, got the dog and asked for his name, they, they told me his name is Ritus, and I was like. That's a cool name. I take that. <laughs> you stole it. We named the so dog Indiana. <laughs> I had some super random nicknames always before that. And I was like, no, this is a cool name. I take it. We named right. the dog Indiana. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I know it's super late and you're up and it's like 3.45 over there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's 3.45 now, yeah. So really yeah, appreciate you stopping Definitely, by yeah. and uh, hopefully everybody out there, you know, checks out the Salt Mine League. Again, you do have um, uh, St. Cola on there commentating a lot, right? He's on there. like Yeah, yeah. Many. Like when he has time, St. Cola or Waha. I hope you have you soon again if you, yeah. have, if you mm-hmm. want to. Yeah, James, get on the show. 
I mean, yeah, look, James. as soon as he starts getting enough money, okay, to pay... No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Hit me up, Rita's. Hit me up, and we'll talk, Hit so, for off. sure. All right. Yeah. All right, Omi. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thank you. Peace. Yep. Later. And there you have it. And so, I guess, uh, Rita's, we could just have him jump off the call now. But, uh, yeah, no, shout-outs to him, the Salt Mine League. Like I said, just doing so much work over there in the EU region and yeah like you said with NLBC down at this point might yeah, be the really... biggest online tournament in the world <laughs> that's yeah that's I mean I said it earlier if, if you haven't seen the growth in the FGC in the past you know 10 years then you're living under a rock and it doesn't mean in just America it's everywhere yeah so. it's interesting because you know there's been conversations recently about you know online players offline players and I keep saying you know we're at that point right now where this is just like the arcade versus console kind of you know conversation and I just feel like online is really just opening up the the door to so many different people to be able to yeah. compete so there you go. All right. So let's move on to the 5-5 five five matchup questions. And we're going to start we here. We only had one. Yeah. <laughs> we had one user one. We have one of our own that we're going to start with over here, uh, kind of based off of some stuff that people are talking about. But I'm not sure where this came about, if anybody knows the origin story of this discussion. but Yeah, I don't know the origin either. Yeah, some people started talking about the dash macro and whether or not like is it considered cheating should we not have that like should you use them etc etc and like people were starting to kind of uh, talk about it. i saw uh Majin obama talk about it i saw juna talk about it a little bit i saw so. memes i don't know if i saw talking <laughs> i saw memeing going on uh, we I mean, consider that talking then sure from your perspective i mean what what kind of talk were you seeing about it um, just old men complaining about, you know, the days of future past that at one point they thought it was broken because you couldn't do it in arcade. Mm. And everybody said, so what? You can do it on console. <laughs> and that's what we're playing on. So deal with it. And it was just the same old argument of, of that, essentially. Right. Uh, just old men, you know, not wanting to, to move on. Stop blaming the old men here, okay? There was not a single person <laughs> under 34 years old that was like, yeah, Dash Macro is stupid. Not a single one. It's only <laughs> old people that are like, well, back in my day, because like, who the hell even remembers I mean, that? You know? It's it's interesting because you know macros have had an interesting history in the FTC. They have, so, they have with one button dash and Marvel Two and yeah, and things like that. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Marvel Two, you could assign a button to be a dash button. However, you would have one less button face button, uh, so you wouldn't be able to call the assist. Essentially, you'd have to get mm -hmm. rid of an assist. To sacrifice and, on the Dreamcast controller for a a button to dash with, yep. and some players do that. Like Fnatic, famously yep. was a one button dash player, and everyone called him a scrub. And he's like, <laughs> "How am I a scrub when I only get one assist and you guys get two assists?" Right. So that was the argument they used to have because everybody played an arcade, but you could only do it on a console. However, in modern fighting games, when they all started moving over to console, almost every game had the ability to apply a one button yeah. dash like that you could assign buttons 
Uh, so it's just kind of a, you know, an old school train of thought to not be able to, like, it's a bad thing to do that. And people started talking about it for Strive, uh, you know, and Dragon Ball and blah, blah, blah. Games that you can and can't do it and when you should and right. shouldn't do it. I mean, what's interesting about it yeah, is, you that's know, the argument. because a lot of fighting games were designed for arcade controller, right? Obviously. And mm-hmm. so when, you know, we did go to the home platforms, there were people who were talking about, oh, these macros shouldn't be allowed. But, you know, this was still during the time when we made the incorrect assumption that playing on a pad meant you were disadvantaged. And so, yes. you know, we had to allow the macro so it was easier to throw. And to be fair, some of the button combinations are really, really awkward on controllers. For example, even today, KOF 15 activating uh, max mode would be either like these two buttons or these two buttons. And it's just a weird thing to press yeah. uh, on a controller so we allowed macros and you know that was great because you know it also allowed other players uh disadvantaged players like a broly legs to be able to play uh street fighter 4 like mm-hmm. he uses the three kicks button for heavy kick you yeah. know like that's literally what he does and so that's why if he has meter you'll never see him be able to do like a heavy spinning bird kick or a heavy lightning legs back in the street fighter 4 days it was always an ex but you know it allowed him to play around that and then of course the problem was that developers were bad and uh macros broke a lot of games uh soul caliber 4 famously had the hilda bug <laughs> Where she, if you held a button down, she got access to really powerful moves on release, like tap. Right. But the macro combinations that included that button did not count as the same button. (laughs) So you could hold that macro button down and have access to that move. Everything else still. And then still let go and then end up doing the move. And so, you know, it took a while also for developers to get good at this as well. Uh, I'm famously a person who does not use macros. Like, I just... And it's not like it's a it's a old man thing. It's just... I just... Even when I played Radiant Silver Gun... I don't know if you've ever played Radiant Silver Gun before. Never even uh, heard of it. It's a shmup game where you had, like, I seven figured. different weapons. And uh, on the Saturn controller, you could use all six buttons and the shoulder. But all six... All seven weapons could also be accessed by hitting the button combinations. So all three buttons was one was the shoulder button weapon and every two button combination. I played it that way. You know, I, I, it's just something for me that I just feel more comfortable with less buttons and playing it that way. And having said that, I use the dash macro in Guilty Gear Strive. You are stupid if you do not use the dash button <laughs> in Guilty Gear Strive and the Roman cancel button the in Guilty game is Gear Strive. designed around it. Yeah. Uh, Roman cancel drifting is too important to not use it, and by having the yeah, buttons, dude. It's, it's just way easier to do. So, um, again, like, I, I, I personally don't see anything wrong with macros. You know, as long as the game is designed with it in place, designed, you know, with the knowledge of it, and they don't introduce any kind of silly bugs, I just, I don't see what, what, especially if it's built into the game itself. Yeah, I, if it's built into the game, use it. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's like, all there is to it. 
obviously, if it's like a full schedule controller where the button and a direction. That's uh, on, yeah, that's that's different. That's a mm -hmm. that's a hardware thing. That's a bannable thing. That's something you can very easily say, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When something's included in a video game, it's real hard to say, no, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's real hard to, to argue that. And, and, and honestly, like, like I said, even if you do allow macros or not, I, I think there's advantages and disadvantages to it. Like when I play KOF, I mean, all it would take me is a, a few days of practicing with it to get used to it. But like, there's a bug with trying to do EX moves. And so I should be using the macros, uh, you know, the two punches and two kicks. But you've played Guitar Hero before, right? Uh, at I least. Have. I get guitar heroed when I play the game, when I switch over to the macro buttons, then my hands are shifted and then I, I, I'm pressing the wrong buttons for my attacks because I think my hand is over here, but it's over here. You know, I kind use my of thing. Pinky. Oh, see that's smart. That's smart. I you just get pinky, used to yeah. using yeah, use your pinky. I'm gonna have to think about doing or, that. Or or if it's like something that I would only hit that button for. For example, when I played MVCI my farthest down right button. So like the button next to roundhouse, next mm -hmm. to heavy that button was my activate uh, stone. So I would activate with that button because I would just slap the fuck out of it. And then I'll reset my hand because like there's and also in Sam show in Sam show my um, what the hell was that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you when you're that's, talking about. That's the same. But that's the button I use for that because I can just hit it and react. Right, I don't for, have to worry about ever messing up. Then I reset my hand position. Right for the for activating Esen, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. if, if if it's something I can just like smack and then the screen freezes and I can reset my hand positioning, that's what I'll do because there's no chance I screw that up ever. Mm -hmm. um, but generally, yeah, I don't I don't use like I don't use a dash macro in Marvel Three. I don't I don't I don't I never use anything like that in Dragon Ball Fighters. Right. I do use it in um, Guilty Gear. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. like, I, like, why wouldn't I? I play May if I couldn't backdash and charge at the same time, my character would suck, dude. Right? I mean, it literally—it's oh. like a f character feature, right? Yeah, like, like, like I have to have that, so mm -hmm. of course I'm going to use it. And and, and interestingly, like Kurin in the chat says, you know, I think the question is, should all games start coming with a dash button as a standard feature? And you know, I mean, people are like, "Oh, I don't like this," but I mean, like, if you think about it, on the game, I think. But go ahead. We've been kind of doing this already, right? The reason why MVC two had wave dashing, which has continued throughout all the games, is that there was an alternate way to dash by hitting buttons. Yeah. Right. Hitting two punches or three punches let you dash. Same thing with Undernight Inbirth, right? You can dash by hitting the two buttons. And then you'll dash forward, and that was what made it so that you could dash and block a lot easier and stuff. And yeah, but that's like the argument, though, is you're hitting the two buttons, James. How dare they make <laughs> it one button in Guilty Gear Strive? How dare they make it? You can't screw up one button press, but you can screw up two. That's like the argument. It's so right. stupid. And, it's and such and a silly argument. At this point, I just I don't even think it's necessarily a thing. I mean, you there's so many layers to it, right? Do we want button combinations for dashing? Well, that's already existed forever. It depends on the game. Like, I don't want it in Street Fighter Five. You know, I don't want Guile to be able to backdash and throw a Sonic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You uh, know, I don't want it in certain games, sure. but in, in in other games, yes. Like, I, I think it just depends on the game. Guilty mm -hmm. Gear Strive, absolutely, it was designed around it. Mm -hmm. um yeah. uh, you know like other game like marvel 3 
doesn't matter if it's there or not. It wasn't necessarily designed around it, but it's it's irrelevant because you can dash with two buttons. You know, right. games like that. Then sure, why not? Why wouldn't you want to have a dash macro? It's, I mean, it, it's it doesn't matter. I was trying to learn mag loops in Marvel Three, and I assigned one of the buttons to the dash button. Yeah, you know, why to wouldn't the you? Two, two punches, and it made that combo ten thousand times easier. And I just I don't see there's any reason not to use it. And again, you know. Uh, it's kind of like the same way I feel about, you know, Electric Wing Godfist. Obviously, stuff like those cross-up controllers make those things, like, really, really easy. You know, you can develop the game in a way so that the controller isn't what makes it difficult. You know, like, that's that's what we don't need. Like, we don't want the difficulty to come from the input device, right? right. We want the difficulty to come from either timing or just being able to know your sequence or knowing the subtleties of the combo and stuff like that. You know, yep. those are the things I think are important for the X. Like, you know me, I'm an execution junkie, but like having it so that it's based on the controller making it difficult, I just don't think that's a thing that we really need anymore, you know. And, you know, the argument I, I, then comes down to then should we make it so that, you know, uh, special moves shouldn't, shouldn't require motions or whatever like that. And then games like Granblue and DNF Duel, I think, are doing a good job kind of doing both of them, right? Yeah, so, yeah there's, there's definitely an in-between, and it's been shown. Yeah, and, and frankly, I just like doing motions because it's fun. It is fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's just something about doing the. That's, blah, blah, that's blah, why blah. I don't use a dash button in Marvel Three. I like plank dashing. Oh, <laughs> like it's it's fun. Okay, it's fun okay. for me. Like you right. know, and it's easier for me to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, in my opinion, I think it's kind of a moot debate. Anyway, I just I really don't even think that there's anything wrong with dash macros. Yeah, I don't or, even know why the argument came back up again. It's stupid. It's yeah. archaic. Let's move on. <laughs> you know, see it's not all old men dude. I'm it's mostly you. older players that were complaining <laughs> about it mostly yeah i mean honestly because there's no world in which players who grew up with fighting games mostly on console would even think of this as a, nope. an issue like they're just sure born into it and there's just no Oh, someone suggested it as a... T okay, see, there you go. Thank you, Morrison, for ah, a little bit of the a, background. Someone suggested it I as a I would not want to put that in Xrd. I, I don't... Yeah, the game wasn't... So. The game wasn't designed for it, so... Yeah, probably. the game didn't think of that. You know, that's, again, it just back to each, you know, each game has their own design around it. Yeah, yeah, no. So it was not designed with that in mind, so it shouldn't be put into Xrd. But if... They made Exerd. Thanks for the origin on that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. But if Exerd somehow decided to come out with a official new version where they added it in and they designed it around that, sure, okay. But if we're just modding Guilty Gear Exerd and putting a dash button into it, then I don't think that's the right way to go. So I would agree. Okay. All right, let's get to this next one. Five, right. five. So this was the only viewer one that we... So there's no voting today. <laughs> we only yeah, got one question guys. in here. So uh, this one... Whoops, let me do the smaller text over Whoa. here. All right, so uh, the question is asked, and this is a fascinating question to me. When do we reach the point that the players know more about the game than the developers do? 
Have any recent games reached that point or are almost there? Well, here's my thoughts on that, James. Okay. My thoughts are if you go to manscaped.com and use code <laughs> UCTV at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order, including free shipping. And, you know, when it comes to devs, if they're not manscaped up, if they're not feeling comfortable down there, how could they ever know anything about anything at all? So if I was a game dev, I would go to manscaped.com and use code UCTV at checkout in order to get 20% off my order with free shipping. That's that's my answer for that. <laughs> yeah, and again, thank you to everybody who helped us the first time. And yeah, uh, I need to change the, the screen to, to put all the Manscaped stuff back there because I just tried putting it back, but I'm getting... Uh, womp womp, we broke yeah, it. Sorry. It's broken. Yeah, I'll fix that in just a little uh, bit. My, my serious answer to this, though, is this is, um, this is a classic gamer doesn't understand how game dev works question yeah i i and i'm not trying to be offensive to whoever whoever asked that because this is like what most people think of game dev is that all the the game devs that worked on this game know everything about the game and they they think they know all this stuff and we know more the the real the real question to that is what person that was on the job for that day that decided this balance change works <laughs> and got it passed with like the other five members that work on game balance. Like mm -hmm. those are like, there's like, you know, like a smaller amount of devs that do that stuff compared right. to the, you know, 400 devs that are working on a video game at any time that are working on art or UI or mm -hmm. writing for the story, or they don't give a shit about that stuff. Game dev is more than just, when do we know more about the devs? That's not how right. this works. And, there's and there's frankly, a, a small group of people that you were be, you'll be arguing with, right? Yeah. And I mean, so, um, the 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 thing is, uh, you you never will know more than a dev. They can literally see the code of the game. <laughs> sort you of. Don't, sort don't of. Know. You you can discover things that they didn't realize could happen. Right, but so, I don't think that means you know more than them. It means things were discovered after release, I, I which think, is very normal. I think what the question is more is less of like actual devs, but I think they mean like the battle planners, right? Like the yeah, guys that's, who are designing yeah, that's, that's, and that's, stuff yeah, that's, like that. Yeah, that's all. That's what I was trying to correct them on. In, it's, uh, it's not, I, the whole dev team it's a very small group of people yeah and i personally actually believe i'm kind of with 16-bit on this one that i feel like the players know more than the devs do on day one like i just feel like once the game is out like these people are so good at finding stuff and there's just so many damn people who are playing the game plus i also stand by the fact that i as a fight if i ever got to work on a fighting game Right. Yeah. I mean, there are situations where, for example, Keats still knows like tech and KI that people haven't found. Right. Like, but Keats is also really fucking good at fighting games and you know, he finds crazy God. shit like that. Um, but as a fighting game developer, I think if you design a game, a fighting game in which you know everything what your character can do at the game release you've made a bad fighting game. 
Like, I, I really honestly believe that. Like, fighting games need to be designed by character moves and by systems. That's what it needs to be ruled by. Because once you get to the point where you're coding a game, and, you know, I've talked about this uh, in terms of ph philosophical design uh, that I'm not a fan of. Me and uh, an another combo video guy, Madge, used to always talk about things, this kind of concept. You know, we've always hated, like, specific character exceptions and stuff like that you know like the this care i mean like in the juggle video that i did like they just made it so that reuse super fireball cranks the juggle count to 99 so you just uh, can't combo after it you know like oh this character in marvel is just gonna get a 200 percent speed boost because and then this other character will get a zero percent speed boost you know like we're not as a fan of that as just creating a game that just is like a playground, is like a sandbox, you know, like an ultimate sandbox that if someone finds something crazy to do with something that the devs didn't think about, I think that's a success of the fighting game. Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, you're going to get that out of any competitive video game that's mm -hmm. worth its salt, right? Like, and, and that goes from, like, shooters to RTS to fighting games to sports games. All of them, like competitive players, are going to find loopholes and new ways to do things that the devs didn't think of. That doesn't mean that you know more than the dev, though. <laughs> that just means you're doing things that they didn't expect you to do. Right. That that's you know that's a whole different like ballpark. Like the whole no more. Like I, what does that even mean? That could mean <laughs> yeah. so many. Like that that could be it's taken true. so it's many true. ways. I mean, like, to I, this I day, guarantee you don't know more than the people that can see the code of the game. They can literally look up shit right, yeah. in the code of the game and tell you for sure this is what this does or what it should do, right? You don't know more. You've just found different ways to apply what they've created, which right. is really dope, and that's a sign of a good game. I, I agree with what James said. But that, that's not like a, a no more right. thing. I mean, that's it, a, it, it, a discovery like, thing. Right. So, for example, you know, like I know like Hanzo and I used to debate about this in Marvel 3 all the time, whether time was a factor in terms of hit-stun decay in Marvel versus Capcom 3. If, okay. You know, and and we'd always go back and forth on it with, you know, here's my proof, here's your proof, whereas the devs who programmed it would just be able to tell you, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely those kind of situations, but, you know, I guess from a philosophical standpoint, again, you know, for this question, I, a lot of people in the chat... Matter, by the way. Just, what's that? Time does matter, by the way. There's a lot of evidence towards it, and there's a lot of evidence against it, too. So it's it's a tough one, right? Because you can do a combo starting from a raw launch, and the t difference in time by, like, two set, like two frames will make a combo drop or not. But if I do the exact same combo starting with jab, 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 jab into launch, that doesn't make that later part drop. If time was a factor, it would. And so that's the argument against that. So there's definitely something to it, right? There's definitely something to it. And well, again, I mean, I can only speak to like the characters I know well. But right. <laughs> if I start if I start a combo with with Nova or Deadpool uh -huh. with a bunch of stand L's, and I go into my normal combo, that it won't it won't connect. I don't know. if Maybe that's a different character thing. Maybe but. maybe. But, also, yeah. there's like soft knockdowns and things like that. Can right, exactly. Turns, like, and anyways, and we're getting in way a off way, topic. In a way, 
I bet you some of the devs who work directly on that don't even know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not anymore. That was 10 years ago. Right. Over 10 like, years, 11 I years I mean, ago. honestly, like, I've been told a story, like, the way TACs work, you know, how when you start a TAC and all hit stun decay goes away until you reach neutral, uh, was a placeholder. Yeah. And it just never went away. <laughs> You know, like things like that happen. So, <laughs> oh man, right? You can well, look at it for debugging. Yeah. Okay, let's just go into the random news pile, shall we? Over here, a uh, lot of like little funny things going on in the FGC. Do I need the smaller text? Yes, I do need the smaller text. Okay. Uh, just wanted to announce that First Attack 2022 has been announced, and I think for the first time ever, it's a three-day event, and that will be taking place, uh, on October, let me get the, uh, actual dates here for you if I have it, uh, it's going to take place on October, in October, oh god, this wheel mouse is too slow, oh, this is Rick's. Twitter. That's Rick's Twitter. You're on Rick's Twitter. It's weird you're creeping on his Twitter. There's your own Twitter. It's weird you're creeping yeah. on yourself. Yeah, I'm creeping on myself over here, but people can't weird. see it, so it's okay. Well, I'm telling them, though. Let them know. <laughs> oh, man. God. Bro, why don't you just go to their Twitter account? What are there you doing? There it is. October 7th through 9th. Uh, where, October's James? Where, where is that going to be? Puerto Rico. So uh, Puerto Rico, this is the tournament that Mono has been running where he is now officially like the country's ambassador for eSports. And so uh, they are doing a lot of cool things in Puerto Rico. In fact, he gets better sponsors than anyone in the U.S. or EU. You know, <laughs> like you go there and he has like sponsors of like Duracell well, and the country of tourism. Puerto Rico, the United States. Oh, yeah, it is true. It's so true. Yeah. Don't, okay, yeah, don't be a beneath. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I need to exchange my currency. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, again, really cool stuff for them. Uh, if you haven't been to First Attack, I highly recommend it. The island of Puerto Rico is so beautiful. I mean, honestly, it's one of my favorite destinations I've ever been to for fighting game tournaments. It's Well, Mono, you know, if you want to have me, I, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Mono about that. We'll talk to him. Because, <laughs> like I said, say no. yeah, it's it's an uh, it's an amazing event. Really, 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 really good. Um, uh, next up here, <laughs> Faylong, no more, perhaps. I mean, Man, uh, some I people in the chat are talking about how this might not be true, but this whole thing came up from the fact that. Um, Apparently, according to this article by Nintendo Street Life... Street Fighter Composer. Yeah, the Street Fighter Composer. What did he say? Uh, he basically says, A character that I know we won't see at all. There's been a lot of discussion about it. I mentioned earlier, a character I would like to rewrite the music for would be Fei Long. I do have other sources, not only Capcom, but friends of mine in the U.S. who are very f close friends with the Lee family. And they have basically said that any kind of resemblance to Mr. Bruce Lee is now omitted for comic relief comic stuff. It needs to be honorable. 
That's why we won't see Fei Long again ever. First and foremost, I think Fei Long is honorable. I think Fei Long's a super right. dope character. Mm-hmm. I think he's very respectful to Bruce Lee. Uh, secondly, if we get Tekken 8 announcement soon and Marshall or Forrest Law are in that game, this is made up bullshit. Thirdly, is Nintendo Life a reputable website? Because I've never heard of them before today. <laughs> Those are, that, those are my statements on that. Well, I mean, that's a direct quote from that video, regardless of what Nintendo Life oh, is okay. saying, was, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they, this person said it. Yeah, there's in of, a video, okay. and I think okay. the video is currently now deleted because uh, even the video itself on the Nintendo Life that was directly linked now says video unavailable. All right. <laughs> so that's kind of suspicious. However, uh, I think that a lot of this, one of the things they did mention in the Nintendo Life article, which I actually fi- think that there is some credence to, and this is not a fact thing, this is just a speculation, but it, uh, it might be due to the depiction of Bruce Lee in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because, uh, you know, he got beat up, he gets beat up, and like, you know, Quentin Tarantino has gone on record saying that he doesn't like Bruce Lee, that he thinks Bruce Lee was mean to stuntmen, etc., etc., kind of things like that. And so, you know, maybe this is kind of a a result of that. Um, But, as you said... Dude, Phelan's badass, dude. Like, he's, like, Law, sure, he's kind of comedic relief, but he might be different enough that they could get away with him, whereas Phelan is, like, literally a clone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but again, he's honorable. Sure, he gets beat up by Ryu in the Street Fighter anime, but holy crap, he was badass in that movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's super cool. So I've, um, never, I've never thought of, like... Fei Long is. There's a lot of characters in Street Fighter history that I'm like, I don't know about that. But Fei Long, yeah, <laughs> Fei Long is not one of them, man. Fei Long mm. is dope as shit. Yeah, Fei Long has always been very serious, very he much played to the tough. Definitely one of yeah. them, Tiny Tex. Definitely yeah. one of those. Where I'm like, ooh, yeah, uh-huh. you could have kept that one, bro. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I, you know, it's an interesting conversation and always interesting on, you know, the dangers of basing things off of real people and such, you know, I mean, that's the only reason why we have this stupid Balrog Vega Bison name mix up, right? So it's like, ugh, having to deal with that, but, um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I think Fei Long has a chance of coming back. I mean, the way that this composer talked about it, it sounds like he's talked directly to Capcom and, you know, yeah, but things can knows. change. Things can change. So Anyways, tell me who Pietra is. Pietra. Interestingly enough, uh, in one of the most recent Udon comics, which is a, a story starring Blanca, he runs into a character named Pietra. And here you can see Pietra on your screen over here. So uh, this is, is from mommy. the 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 most is apparently a Russian lumberjack maybe uh, with a big old axe. And um, according to this post here, Udon confirmed her official name is Pietra. She's a brand new Street Fighter character and is available uh, in this issue over here. Now, obviously. Well. Street Fighter 6 is coming out and yep. they said that this is a new Street Fighter character 
They did. did we get a subtle review? Uh, I mean, release of a future character? Maybe, but what's important to remember is this is still a Udon comic. That could be their character. Mm. Kind of like there's Street Fighter characters and Street Fighter EX, and it says Street Fighter EX, but Capcom doesn't own the rights to all those characters. Right. So this could be one of those situations, but I think she looks dope. I'd like to see her in the game, probably. Why not? I mean, a big, she, a big, strong muscle woman. We don't really have. I mean, maybe Armika, kind of, but yeah, not like but that. No, not, not like, like that. This. I want to see that in a Street Fighter game. We don't have a character like that yet. Yeah, especially if she's like Zangief size, dude. That would be awesome. Like yeah, if she's just as tall. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it would be weird if she actually had the axe in fighting. But I mean, why not? Why not at this point in time? So <laughs> just have her chop people. I mean, it's Mortal dude, Kombat now. Fatality. Yeah, Falk uh, has a stick. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but, I mean, it's interesting. I wonder if this is something Capcom's planning to do. Because, obviously, Udon can't do something like this without Capcom's approval. Maybe they're secretly kind of uh, uh, just kind of showcasing characters little by little, you know. Pipe, pipe down there, Ultra David, all right? We don't, we don't need your Third Strike sensibilities here, okay? <laughs> We don't need characters getting replaced with characters that are kind of sort of like the old character. All right, just give me a good old, give me her and Geef. I th- yeah, I'm down with both of them. I I'd prefer both of them because obviously I love Zangief, but again, uh, as I was you know saying to someone else, like I, I I like to see when characters change, right? So if they do bring Zangief back, I hope he's not like so similar to Street Fighter V Zangief in the way that Street want, Fighter 4... You know what? Give me, give me green hand SOV scale. <laughs> no, see, right. like, I get where David's coming from in the chat where he says, all new characters, please, but I will adamantly disagree with that because that's like the death knell for a fighting game. Like, yeah, that's... You, gotta like, have, you have to have come characters come People back. don't yeah. know how much... That murdered Street Fighter 3. Yes, nowadays we talk about Street Fighter 3 Third Strike like it's the greatest fighting game on Earth. But holy shit were those games absolute flops in the arcade. And what were the games that continued a lot of their success? Tekken, (laughs) Virtua Fighter, etc, etc. And guess what? They're... They they basically didn't change that much. Tekken tried to do stuff, but they keep bringing the original characters back, right? So, Soul Calibur tried to do the new generation, and now Soul Calibur Six, you know, one of the higher selling Soul Calibers, went back in time, you know, and look at look at King of Fighters Twelve. No my no buy, no my no buy. You know, yeah, you gotta have return characters. I, I, I get it. It's cool. Like I agree with the concept that it would be cool to have brand new characters as a marketing tactic. It is probably the biggest mistake you could make. <laughs> Street Fighter Four revived everything because it brought back the original twelve characters. You know that was one of the reasons why it was so dang popular. So. That's kind of how yep. I feel about it. So <laughs> the opening cinematic of Street Fighter Six, Luke kills Ryu. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryu is dead, dude. That would be amazing. Uh, uh, Ninja versus Nintendo. Uh, there was a tweet a long time ago by Ninja 
uh, where he tweeted out, let me see if I can see this over here. He tweeted out a long time ago where he said he had he had something cool for the Smash community to announce. Yeah, yeah. And uh, nothing ever followed from that. Nothing Did ever not. came about that. And I until guess until recently. Until very recently, we're in a video here. Let me see if I can play this video here for you guys. The Smash community. All right. Listen, bro. I've <laughs> been waiting. I've been waiting. Dude, we know that was on Nintendo. The Nami. streets are wondering. That was on Nintendo Nami. You know what? The worst thing is, I believe it, you 100%. it's 100 percent. Absolutely. The case, Dude, yeah. all I wanted to do was just was uh, was to create a massive tournament, and all I wanted, I literally wanted to just juice Evo like 500k. But I wanted oh, to get Nintendo's too. I know. No, I'm not going to tilt that, but... They just it off. Yeah, they've done worse. Like, the Smash There's ghosting and there's actively against. There's ghosting and there's actively against. So there you go. Uh, apparently, Ninja really, really wanted to put, like, $500,000 pop bonus to Smash Brothers at EVO. And Ninja... According to the, the the tweets here talking about it, it sounded like Nintendo was interested at the time, but then just kind of ghosted Ninja afterwards. And so sounds like Nintendo. Yep, pretty much. So you know, it's one of those things where like I wanna like talk about this, like oh my god, this is crazy news, but like at the same time, it's just like. All right, so yeah, and the sun is going to rise tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Nintendo. There's not much else to say about it. I 100% believe that. I can't believe I'm saying this. I 100% believe Ninja. <laughs> I'm on Ninja's side. Yeah, yep. Nintendo, yeah, they, they did that for sure. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. But uh, just more examples of how Nintendo has just kept the Nintendo Smash hates their fans. Down. Yeah, well, they, they exactly. do. They hate their fans. It's, it's really irritating, and it's just one of these days somebody there has got to make a change and realize and just try to un, undo a lot of that mindset over there. So <laughs> I have more confidence in Nintendo shutting down Ninja's pop bonus than I do that the sun will rise tomorrow, according to Smack Dave. And you know what? Same. <laughs> Same. Oh man! But uh, also, All right, but not to be not to be outdone is Epic and Sony, who are now working together to help fix the input delay on Sony consoles. Yeah, this uh, is a theoretically here. So, uh, Devilicious tweeted this and says, "So apparently, Epic is working with Sony and other devs to fix the input delay on fighting games. And when you click on the reset era, is that how reset era?" Resetera. I've yeah. never known how to pronounce this thing. <laughs> um, uh, it's really interesting. There's this post here from this uh, member Dig, and says, uh, "Hello everyone. I'm Simone de Gravio from Epic Games. I work closely with Unreal Engine users in the console realm." It's awesome seeing the passion of fighting games community and the dedicated efforts to analyze the technical nuances of various titles. We're aware of this input latency issue and are currently working with Sony to support affected developers from our side. Rest assured, we'll do our best to help your beloved games shine across all platforms. That's huge! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's kind of... Uh, I'm curious, though, if they... 
if they mean moving forward or if they mean they're going to fix it for Unreal Engine 4, which is like what a lot of fighting games were, right. have been made on, and then apply it somehow. Like, I don't know how this applies to titles that already exist. Mm-hmm. I'm not a game dev. I don't code. I don't. Maybe there's a way to do this that it'll affect every title that it already has been developed on UE4. Well, what I'm saying is, I hope it's not just for like UE5 moving forward. I, yeah, I hope it's, I hope it's for games that already exist. It's it's a tough situation because you know for sure. I remember when, remember on PS4, when Tekken updated theirs with the patch from the Unreal Engine to remove some of the input delay from Tekken, uh, and everybody's like, why hasn't Street Fighter did this? Remember the eight frames thing, you know, from a long yeah. time ago, and you know, again as a developer, changing the underlying engine, even a small thing like this that seems innocuous, it can break uh, everything. It's dangerous. Yeah, it could break a lot of things, and so it would require a lot of testing. If they do fix it for the current games for Unreal Engine 4, then it's up to each of the individual devs to download the new version of Unreal Engine, replace their game's engine with it, and then run a whole spate of new tests and make sure that it didn't doesn't accidentally break a frame data thing or create a glitch or a bug here and there etc etc so it's very possible to do for the current generation but it would require them updating unreal engine 4 and then each of the individual companies themselves to update it and test it and make sure it doesn't break their game but as we were mentioning earlier it sounds like nobody's playing Strive on PS4, where it, Dude, on PC it's why like... why would you? Yeah. I mean, look, you know me, right? I've often talked about my, my you know, old man, you know, distaste for playing games on PCs. And uh, I only play fighting game my fighting games on PCs now. Like, I don't play on yeah. any other platform because... Every time I go back to the console, dude, it just, it's awful. Like, I just, I can't, it feels like... Feels like shit. <clears throat> yeah, it really does. And, and it's not, for me, it's not even like a conscious thing. It affects me subconsciously, which almost makes it kind of worse and kind of more annoying, you know? I, I'm bad at doing that, adapting back. I was the guy who almost ruined <sighs> Evo East when we got those monitors and we wanted to see whether or not they introduced display lag. And I was like, this feels fine because my muscle memory was fine, you know? And then everybody showed up and we're like, this is terrible. And I was like, shit, my bad. So (laughs) I am not the right person for this kind of stuff. (laughs) I mean, no one's going to do that for an old fighting game. True Veritas. Uh, However, I don't think, like for Street Fighter Five, yeah, there's no chance. For Strive, I mean, with what we've seen that Arxis is willing to do so far for that game, I think Strive I mean, has a chance. I mean, playing playing the PS4 version of the game on PS5 is pretty close to playing on PC, anyways. <laughs> is it? Uh, assuming, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, assuming assuming you don't have an Arturo setup that goes back in time to go in the future for you to make right. sure that you hit the right button at the right time. As long as you have like a normal PC setup, PC and PS5 aren't that right. different. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, 16-bit says nobody is moving to Unreal 5 on an old game to fix input lag. Right. And so that's what Tubo was asking. Is this Yeah, that's what I was something- saying. Does this apply to UE4 or oh, is it only to Unreal 5 moving forward? I, I hope it's applying to UE4. 
Right, exactly. Right. But, if, but they weren't very clear if that means moving forward they're going to be fixing this with UE5 or if they're trying to fix it with UE4. I mean, plenty exactly. of games and are still being developed on UE4. So mm-hmm. uh, it would, it's like it doesn't make sense to update it. You know, it, yeah. it still makes sense. But who knows what they're actually doing? <laughs> All right. Then, uh, all right. Uh, I don't, do you have anything else to say about this topic here? I don't, I do not. Let's go ahead and move on to the mailbag again. Obviously, David is not here, so a lot of these things are going quickly here because we don't have uh, David to chime in on a lot of these things here. So, we're just going to move to the mailbag questions. Uh, normally, we do two mailbag questions, we're going to do three just for just for 16 bits. So, we're definitely (laughs) gonna. Uh, let me see if I can find the questions over here. So, uh, the first question that we have here on the mailbag, I'm going to do my lame song here. Okay, here we go. So, the first question we have is uh, from Darren, who asks, uh, Darren via Twitter, who asks, Curious about what each of you do to prepare for commentating, like drinking tea with lemon to protect your voice. Is it any different for long blocks versus shorter blocks? What is your strategy for commentating a game you're not familiar with? What is your take on this, uh, Tubo? Uh, to answer the the last question first, I don't. <laughs> That's just... Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel every commentator should... I mean, there have been times where I filled in for someone because they needed someone and they didn't have anyone else. But if it's like a big event, I, I will not. I, if I if they ask me to commentate a game I'm not super familiar with, I'll turn it down 100% of the time. The worst thing you can do is go out there and sound stupid. And if you don't really know the game, you're probably going to sound stupid. Right, right. Uh, but otherwise, otherwise... Sessler. Um, hey, John. Adam Sessler. Not Savage. Adam Savage is a god, okay? Let's not... Drag Adam Savage's name into this, dude. So, <laughs> I, no. uh, I I I figure out what my commentary schedule is and figure out what pools I could or or you know at what point I would be commentating, whether it's pools or finals or anything else. And I figure out who maybe I could be commentating about. So mm-hmm. I try to get some background information on on matches that are are coming up. In terms of like physically preparing. Uh, just I try to not go nuts at the tournament when I'm not commentating, <laughs> which is hard. And there's been many a tournaments on Sunday. I'm commentating top eight with no voice, so right. that's mm-hmm. I'm not always successful in doing that. <laughs> uh, for example, I'm gonna lose my shit at the California Midwest Five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't oh, matter. Dude. I could be commentating top eight of Jesus versus the devil, and it's the greatest match of all time. <laughs> but I would still go nuts. The night before at the 5v5. Like, there's there's no chance I'm not losing my shit there. Speaking of that, you know, West Coast went all, like, honorable, and they were like, we're not going to bring in anyone who's not originally from the West Coast. Yeah. And when, your, your Midwest team ha- gives no Fs, huh? You're talking about Brian? Brian and, and Magnegro, technically not from the northern Magnegro's Midwest. from the – that's Midwest. Get out of here. Yeah. Texas – if you ask some Texans, by the way, they'll tell you they're Midwest, not South. Yeah, they'll tell. They will straight up tell you we're part of the Midwest. They, that t- some Texans will say that. Okay, I don't agree okay. with them. 
I that, that's definitely not the Midwest <laughs> in my in my view. I don't know why Brian F is on the team. I couldn't answer that. Other than he was like part of the Midwest for the majority of like the Street Fighter Four era. That's all I could give that. That was so long ago at this point. So just saying, man, there's no honor on your team here. So <laughs> I, that's not, it's Rob's team. I'm just yeah, cheering okay. for him. <laughs> I'm just cheering for him. Okay. Uh, no, I mean for me, you know, um, physically, like I, I've just been commentating for so long Coach now no that honor. I've, I've, <laughs> I've actually gotten to the point right now where. Um, like I, my voice just like I can make it last for really long. So I've just learned how to commentate in a way where I don't kill my voice. So when I get hype, I know how to get hype in a way that doesn't murder my voice anymore. It's like more me. volume raising. Oh, dude, if I'm cheering for stuff, I'm done. I lose yeah. my voice as a viewer way easier than i lose my voice the, when the I'm real answer to this is you have to learn how to speak from your diaphragm yes mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. the real answer you can't rely completely on your vocal cords that you'll yeah. get fucked up but uh also for the second half of the question uh i do agree with tubo you know what is your strategy for commentating a game you're not familiar with i just don't do it I just, I'd, I'd rather not do it. However, I have done it, you know, like for Soul Calibur, I'm not as intelligent in that game as a lot of people that I do commentate with. I have commentated like Mortal Kombat X with David before, you know, and I don't know the game as well as him. And these situations do arise. The important thing that I make sure is that I establish and I admit that I don't know the game as well. Yeah, and I will be like, hey, David, can you explain this? You know, I start yeah. asking more questions and, you know, I don't try to act like I know everything. I'll be like, wait, I think that's, isn't that safe? Someone in the chat can tell me, but I thought that was safe. That looked like a punish, you know, like, you know, you can kind of go into those kind of situations. But the, the worst thing you can do on commentary is to make it sound like you know something and then you're wrong. Cause that's like that's like the number one thing that seems to piss people off, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that was at the low point of my commentary career when everybody hated me. That's what I was doing a lot of. You know, I would just be like, "Oh, this thing is safe on block," and it totally wasn't. You yeah, know? you can't do and, that. And it's just it's like your job and know better. Exactly. Exactly. So don't don't fake it. Don't try to sound knowledgeable just because you think as a commentator you're supposed to sound knowledgeable. You know what I mean? So if you're commentating a game that you don't know, just be like, hey, I'm not super familiar with this. I love the game, so I'm here. But, and also, if you don't love the game, do not commentate it. Just don't commentate it. Like, if you do not love the game, do not commentate that. <laughs> uh... But yeah, uh, don't really do anything to protect my voice. Is it any different for long blocks versus shorter blocks? All I know for that is uh, how I handle my bladder when it comes to long breaks, <laughs> long and versus short. And I, I mean, honestly, managing bladder and managing hunger. If I know I have a long block and I won't have any breaks, I will make sure I have snacks or I will try to eat beforehand. If I have shorter blocks, uh, it's it's mostly just the sustenance and energy kind of thing. I yeah. mean, honestly, I do try to get sleep the night before. I fail 
100% of the time. So Red Bull is my hero uh, when I'm doing commentary a lot of the times. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So next question we have here. So we're going to do this one from Stephanie because she asked it two weeks in a row. So we're going to do this here. Uh, so Stephanie via Twitter asks, <clears throat> A mischievous goblin has transformed you into a Kool-Aid man-like being. As you begin the metamorphosis, you are allowed to choose which liquid will be in your pitcher body. What do you choose? Also, whose home do you smash into? Oh, yeah. So, I would choose to have don't be a dumb bitch juice. That would be that would be what's in my in my in my body. That's what I'm carrying around is don't be a dumb bitch juice. And I would crash into the Supreme Court justices houses and make them chug. Don't be a dumb bitch juice. So they would stop what the fuck they're doing right now. That's exactly what I would do. Okay, I I don't even think I need to answer this question because <laughs> I think that's the right answer right there. Uh, yeah. For me, for me, my answer is I don't have a choice. I'm already like fifty percent Pepsi, so uh, I'm that's it. I'm full of Pepsi. And All right. <laughs> whose house would I crash into? I, I mean, look, your answer just completely made it so that I have no idea what to even say at this point. Um, crash into my own. I, you know what? I will crash into the out. Supreme Court justice's house and just pour Pepsi on their head It'll and get sticky. them all gross and sticky until they, yeah. they, they, they start making actually, you know, smart. be smart. There you go. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. Sorry to steal your answer. Anyways, okay. Uh, and uh, the last one we'll do for today um, is a question. Whoops, that did not work. That'll work. Is a question coming from Just Hype via Twitter, who yes, asks, "Are they? Are there any unique insights that you, as a player slash to?" have that would be nice if the other side was aware of i'm not sure uh, exactly how this question what this question means but as a commentator the only thing that i want to be able to say as a commentator to viewer <laughs> experience when two commentators are sitting on stream and talking forever and that you're wondering why they're just talking forever and not a match is coming up, trust us, we don't want to be doing it either. We are being told to fill for time because the match can't, they can't get the players in the lobby or Daigo had to go use the bathroom, okay? We aren't sitting there talking because we want to hear ourselves talk. A lot of the time, we're just doing it because in our ear, you hear, kill for time. Daigo has to use the bathroom. And then that's basically what it voice. is. So, yeah. <laughs> How did you know I was doing SEG? SEG <laughs> voice. You sound like Solid Snake. Yeah. <laughs> Otacon. Oh, man. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I mean, I really don't have anything besides, like, all the obvious shit that it's hard. 
mm-hmm. understand, be understanding. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Oh, another thing that I like to point out, I guess, from the commentary side, is uh, we don't have like teleprompters. We don't have any of the fancy <laughs> shit that you see, you know, like sportscasters get. We we don't get that stuff. So anything that's coming out of our mouth is coming off the top. Like that's yep. we're doing that. We're improvising. We're making that happen. We're putting on the show for you. It's not just here's words and spit it out. Yeah. Also, ad reads. Ad reads are like this has nothing to do with like the the streamers or the tournaments. It's just every tournament you go to, ad reads are going to be handled differently. One event's going <laughs> to hand you a sheet of paper with information on it, and they're going to say, the sponsors really don't care how you present the information, just present it. Other ones are going to say, you have to hit these key points, and you cannot miss them any single time. Yep. Other ones are going to be like, we don't got no sponsors, man. Just, you know, uh, we run some slides, and you just shut up for five minutes. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's different every event we go to, so we're constantly adjusting. We don't have the 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 pampered ways of sports commentators no, you know uh, honestly dj blues uh you're not the only one to have said that I, i've told the story many many times that you know people who do get teleprompters and are hand fit we're actually some of the best people at this job in the fgc because i always talk of the story of that i think it was the iowa tournament that sherry jennings was helping run and got me and yipes to do the commentary yeah. for it. And there was one sec- one period of time where the local news wanted to do a story on it. And they just asked me and Yipes to talk about it, Yipes and I to talk about it. And they, they were just like, yeah, can you just say stuff about this? And we're like, sure. And we sat there and we riffed about it. We talked about the FGC, the tournament, the, the, the region and everything like that. And they were like, dude, you guys did that one take. You guys were really good. Like, everybody else we always ask this question to, they're like, what do you want us to stay? Can you write it down? Can you do this? Like, what no. should we do? And, like, we're just sitting there seriously just, like, spitting, you know? Like, literally just saying whatever it is. And we made it sound interesting. And, yeah, I that's not the only situation. That's, like, the main story. But I have heard a lot of story from people being like, well, you guys are really professional. Like, you guys did that well you know yeah. <laughs> honestly we're so good at this we do this yeah uh okay john uh what do we see on our monitors sometimes it's just the stream feed sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just gameplay not even overlay we don't even know no, that's why you hear us be sometimes. like wait what's the score yeah, like we don't even get that sometimes. Sometimes it's the overlay. Sometimes it'll be like the overlay and then on a notepad, like the matches that might be coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. That's what we get. We don't it's get much different. more than that. Even even at Evo, we don't get much more than that. Like that's mm-hmm. what we get. Yep. And and it's funny too because like me, my brain when I commentate, I can't remember the players who are playing. Like literally I forget who's playing like nine times during a match. And the way that I remember is I look at the overlay. Like, it's really sad. So sometimes, like, when the overlay hasn't been changed, I'll say the wrong names just because it has the names up there. You know? And sometimes that's why you'll hear me be like, oh, and he did really well there, you know? Like, (laughs) I can't remember who's playing. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, it's it's different for every time, and a lot of times we don't have a lot of information on our stuff at all. We don't get any stats, and if we do, then it's like David. That's why you'll see David with his laptop, 
or his tablet on or the table. Tablet, yeah. Because that's where he has, you know, stuff like, you know, uh, FGCBattles.com, the bracket. Yeah, I do a lot of commentary with the bracket on my phone. I literally you have always think we're just texting phone. and shit. We're doing stuff usually. Yeah, I actually have a lot of the information on my phone and stuff like that. So it's, we got to do it a lot of times. It's FGC is about as grassroots as you can get, man. <laughs> it so. really is. Even so. <sighs> well, that's about it. We did it. We did the whole thing without you, David. Take that. That's right. All he did was come in here and say he wanted a whole new cast, and he's wrong, and he can't defend himself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Take that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I said, I know where David was coming from on that, and I agree in a lot of ways, but I just know from a marketing standpoint, it's a big mistake. Anyways, that's it. Um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment below. Make sure you hit the notification for when new stuff is coming out on our channel. And uh, outside of that, um, any last things you have to say, Tubo, or are we good here? Dinger City out. What What did you say? Dinger City out. <laughs> you got to leave on that note, James. I, what, leave, what, Dinger I City is a group of guys that makes Mario Superstar Baseball. Oh, okay, okay, there you go, sorry. <laughs> and they their videos with Dinger City out. Okay, there you go, okay. Yeah. All right, thank you guys for watching. See you guys next week on the Tuesday show. Peace out.